Danite Radio. Welcome to the Godcast. Hello. What's up? Howdy. This is Rocky. I'm Jace. I'm Shadow. Welcome back to another issue of Dan I Radio. Another episode of Dan I Radio. Yeah. Godcasting it today, folks. We're stoked on it. We're going to defend our favorite book. Our favorite, most boring book. <laughs> the Gulag Archipelago? No. No. <laughs> that one's fair. another boring one, too, though. <laughs> and we have referenced that way more than that one's a good. That was <laughs> a good <laughs> snoozer, too. We talk about it all the time. It's but, a, yeah, welcome back. We're talking about the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Making a case for it. We're, well, we're reiterating the case that Ted R. Callister made for it. Yeah. So that's what a lot of our arguments are going to be based off of today. Um, Ted R. Callister wrote a book called The Case for the Book of Mormon. If you have any questions about the Book of Mormon, I highly recommend reading it. It freaking, it's killer, man. He's yeah. super smart, super logical. He confronts a lot of big issues that people have with the Book of Mormon, and he, he does it boldly and uses only facts. He's super smart. It's well-written, and it's a super easy read. I was super surprised how easy it was to read, so. Sure. There's our plug for uh, a case for the Book of Mormon. He didn't pay us to say that, so that's our actual opinion. By Ted R. Callister. By Ted R. Callister. Let's have yeah. that. Am I starting? Sure. All right. Um, I just had I just marked a couple things in the old book of Rue. The first one was <clears throat> in it. He talks about. Uh, all these critics start this spiral of like in order to have written the Book of Mormon Joseph Smith would have to read this book to know all he or, or they started out with all he had all he had to do was read this book and now he knows enough to write the Book of Mormon and then it turned into like well and this book and this book and this book it turns out there's like 20 books he did have to read to, you know, and not only read, but to have studied. And, and they're 20 scholarly textbooks. Yeah, they're about, not just books. They're not, yeah. yeah, it's like 20 copies of the Gulag Archipelago. Yeah, and so... <laughs> Super hard, he, difficult material. And so the more the critics pile these on, the more you realize, oh, well, it's definitely an inspired book then because there's no way... I mean, the greatest historical scholars in the world would struggle to memorize these books, you know. And, and the translation was done when he was 21. Yeah. So he would have had to read them before he was even, really yeah. before he was even a man. Sure, 100%, which yeah. is, which most kids are known for is their scholarly endeavors into ancient Mesoamerican history and stuff, so. Most farm boys are known Yeah. For. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... There you have it. I, I thought that was my favorite point. Um, and, and one think, of my favorite points. I think that's an important first point in that it, it focuses on Joseph Smith, who he was and where he came from. <clears throat> because it proves that he couldn't have written it on his own. It really only leaves two options for the origin of the book. And, and we'll talk about them a little more a little later. But there's really sure. only two options for where the book could have come from. It's either 
God inspired it, like Joe Smith said, or he's a charlatan and it came from the devil. Which sure. it, which which is a distinct possibility at, at this point with the, the arguments that we've used. That is a possibility. Yeah. Sure. So my next one is my beef with science altogether. Okay. And that is um you get mainstream science to say, well, there weren't horses in in America at that time, so there's no way the Book of Mormon is true. And everyone goes, well, well, there you have it. Science has spoken, you know. Well, it turns out that like 2% of Mesoamerican societies have been even touched as far as uh, archaeological, archaeological excavation goes. And of those digs, 2% of those have been excavated. So, yeah, they haven't found evidence of horses in ancient America, but they haven't really looked either, <laughs> you know? There's no, there's no evidence that they've even looked. And scientists do this, man. It's like, have you heard about the new book? about the the new I can't remember the guy's name but he's a he earned a bunch of awards for his work on environmentalism and stuff and no <laughs> no he's like an actual inventor, environmental scientist yeah I don't know did all this work you know and his daughter and all her friends were coming home from school and talking about how terrified they were about how the world's going to end their you know their lives are over in a matter of 12 years, and he's like, that's not the case, you know, that's not the case, there's no way, and, and so he's going through and writing this book about how, look, we're blowing this out of proportion, folks, this is not that bad, uh, fossil fuels are way better for the environment than wood ever was when we were heating our houses with wood, um, and if you guys are so into um, stopping greenhouse gases, why aren't we looking more into nuclear fuel? Like, this is, you guys are, this is hysteria, and you guys are are wrong on this. And, again, it's like the 2%. They get this thing in mainstream scientists' head, politicians run with it, and now we have a hysteria that is not even true. It, it's just a piece of the information. Yeah, and now guess who's getting demonized? Hero of the environmental left. Because he dare question the narrative that politicians came up with, you know. And, and this is what, dude, my kids have come home terrified. One time I look back at, while we were driving in the car, and I know this is straying from the Book of Mormon a little bit, but we were driving in, a, in the car, and the, the sun looked really weird. I don't know if there was smoke in the air or something, but my son's just freaking crying. I'm like, what's the matter, dude? He's like, does the sun look closer to you? Like, we're all going to die, dude. So these educators are terrifying our children, you know, and then we get people like Greta Thunberg, who's, who can't regulate her fear like a normal person anyways, you know, and she goes off on all this. So she's not important anymore. Yeah. They move past her. Yeah, I hate. But now, black lives are the only important yeah. Yeah. Sure. issue. I hate Even coronavirus isn't important. I hate modern science for this reason. I grew up I'd heard that before. The, the there were no horses in Mesoamerica. 
you know, and, and I gave it the benefit of the doubt. But they they don't know. How can you possibly know? You don't know crap. You don't know anything. And there's a whole list of things he lists in this book that they haven't discovered yet. But how could they possibly have discovered them with 2% of digs? We don't know anything about ancient America. We don't know anything. Here, Here's the other issue I have with that one, especially the horses one. This really gets to me. It really yeah. irks me because the Idaho State fossil mm -hmm. is the Hagerman horse. Sure. And, and and they've carbon dated it to before the time that the Book of Mormon okay. took place. So, but we have evidence of horses before the time of the Book of Mormon, and we have evidence of horses after the time of the mm -hmm. Book of Mormon. But there's no way they were there yeah. in the middle. I'm like, like that's crazy. They, uh, yeah. they couldn't have been there in the middle. Yeah, they were just gone, and then Europeans brought them back. If that's not whitewashing history, I don't know what is. Yeah, taking away, you know, it, as an attack on the Book of Mormon, taking away the ability of these. Pe sure. These ancient peoples to have horses. Oh sure. no, there's no way they did. Absolutely sure. no chance. So I get, so I get criticized because I believe Joseph Smith's story, you know, and, and people think I'm a crazy person for it. But look what you're believing. Two percent. That's what you're believing. And these, this is what they go off. They do this all the time in everything. Ah, uh, well, we have half the story, or we have two percent of the story. So this is how it's got to be. Yeah. You know. We don't know anything about science. We don't know. We don't know anything. And and the second a scientist tells me something like this, without a doubt, they're absolutely firm in their belief. That's the second I don't believe them because you you, you don't know. We science don't know enough settle. about. We don't. Yeah, yeah, we don't know enough about the scientific world to know anything with that beyond a doubt. I don't. We don't know. I don't know enough about God and religion to know anything without a doubt. I don't know for sure that the church is true, but. The church has served me in a way in my life that I give it the benefit of the doubt, you know. Sure. sure. And and how has scientists served anybody? Well, you and, know. And gambling on the maybe in the ninety-eight percentile. Yeah, it's crazy. Versus the it's crazy. absolutely not in the two percentile. Yeah. That's not a super great gamble. Yeah. So that's. I mean, I brought that up to crap on science more than anything. Yeah, I thought we weren't going to get you passionate about anything. <laughs> I, dude, I'm fasting. I'm having a hard day. It's been a rough fast, too, dude. One of those fasts where it's like, all right, well, I'm supposed to be feeling the spirit here, but I'm not. I'm mad about everything. <laughs> but One of the classic the classic fast approaches. Yeah, and I also like the, uh, I, I didn't mark this at the time, but the chiasmus. The, oh, the Hebrew. The Hebrew poetry form that. And, and you'll have to read the book, but, but there's just certain patterns of Hebrew writing that, that fit the Book of Mormon. Uh, that, again, he, he, there, there's a possibility that Joseph Smith could have known this, but come on, you know. Mo most, most historians don't know the, about the Chiasmus, you know. I, and maybe not most, but it's like... Certainly in his day, most. Yeah, it's like, uh, come on, he, he didn't know that, so... And, and if yeah, it's, it's something it's doubtful that you're... That it's an interesting, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit. I think this is a super interesting one, and I really like it as well. Um, it's a poetry form where you start with a theme, and then you build through various themes to a central theme, the, the, the focus of your point, and then you build back down, and you, and you follow the same pattern back out, and so it, it, it creates this arc, this literature arc um, of, of themes where you're, so you'll start with the resurrection and you'll move to another topic and then move back out 
via the same topics back to the resurrection. And, and it's, it's a super beautiful way of writing, but if he knew about it at the time, he would have used it way more. It's not like, it's not the central focus of the book. It's not like Shakespeare where he used one poetry form always. Mm -hmm. He didn't do that. And if he had known and was using it as a tool to prove that he knew that, he would have used it way more. Instead, it's just scattered throughout in a, in a way that is natural because it was actually written by Hebrew prophets who had come to the New World. Sure. So, um, then my last one that I had, and you'll notice this is all within the first quarter of the book because that's as far as I've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So, but, um, but that's how much information there is. I mean, there's tons of stuff that I haven't marked that is, I mean, there's tons of information in this book and, and I am going to finish it, but I, I don't need to finish this book in order to defend the Book of Mormon, you know. Agreed. So, but um, this is my favorite one because I've, I've brought this up before and, that, and I'm glad somebody else has mentioned it, but there's a double standard between the Bible and the Book of Mormon. And the way I've presented it is if you watch critics of the Bible or of Christianity, such as Joe Rogan, there's just as much scientific evidence against the Bible as there is against the Book of Mormon. And, and to be fair, it's the same as your scientific evidence yeah. mentioned earlier. 10%. Yeah. I, I think they've been digging it in the Middle East for hundreds, years more, hundreds more years than they have here. And it's still 10% of archaeological yeah, they've barely have been discovered. Barely yeah. scratched the surface. Yeah. So, they, um, and, and there might be more historical evidence for the Bible, but not much. But there's just this double standard of, I mean, there's zero evidence of, uh, Moses leading tens of thousands of people out of Egypt. There's zero evidence for that, which you'd think there'd be a lot of evidence. But Bible scholars or by or Christian Christians who who denounce the Book of Mormon by by this shoddy two percent evidence are just oh no that had to have happened because it's in the Bible, you know. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm fine with that. But you got to give the same benefit it's of the doubt to the Book of Mormon for, for sure. sure because. You know, because I, there have been times when I've been watching podcasts or, or whatever, typically it's Joe Rogan, where I'm, where I'm taken aback by things that are in the Bible. And then I have to go back and read the Bible, you know, and I probably should do a better job reading it anyways. But it's like, okay, well, there, there's a spirit to both books that are testifying and you're not giving the spirit the benefit of the doubt on the Book of Mormon. You know, you're, you're, you're only doing it for the Bible because, I don't know, the Mormon church is a harder religion to be a part of, probably. Um, there's more uh, critics of it, you're, uh, and uh, the standards for, the, the, the bar for entry is a lot higher. You know, you, you have to do, you have to quit all your favorite little addictions. So, that's just my, that's how a lot of people are I think but um yeah so that was all I had out of the book of Mormon but I had out of the out of this book but I had another um I had an argument with a fella about the book of Mormon and the veracity of it and and part of his problem with it was the curse of the Lamanites turning them brown 
which in his mind is a is a racism thing. Um, but I don't think turning the people brown made them lesser people. In fact, he doesn't turn them brown and then say, hey, go enslave these people because they're less than you. He turns them brown so that they won't mix. You know, they won't, they won't intermingle. They won't be attracted to each other. And which doesn't, which I'm sure doesn't work. You know, I'm sure there are crossbreeding between Lamanites and Nephites through the whole Book of Mormon. Um, but also, I mean, the I was watching with my twins today. I was watching 2000, the 2000 Stripling Warriors. Probably the most har- harrowing story from the Book of Mormon. Everyone's favorite story is the Stripling Warriors. No, agreed. And and hugely popular. Yeah, especially with youths. I mean, these are these are uh, thirteen to seventeen year old kids fighting wars against men. None of them die ever. Uh, they're they're fighting for their families. You know, they're incredibly good kids. And guess what color they are. They're Lamanites. They're Lamanites. Sure. So it's not. It's not. They're not less. They're not lesser people. They're just. They. 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 Their. Their fathers made a mistake. They still have their opportunity for. Uh, Exaltation. Yeah. Accepting the gospel. Redemption. Yeah. yeah all that. They're not. They're not even punished for the sins of their fathers. There's no punishment. I mean, I think. Uh, Rihanna is one of the most beautiful women on the planet, and oh, she has I dark know. skin. Oh, I know. <laughs> and she has dark skin, so it's not even a punishment. It's not a punishment. It's just to decipher between the two. It it was simply a method for them yeah. To... And and I yeah. And here's another thing about erasing history like this. So the Book of Mormon can't be true because it was racist, because God turned the Lamanites brown. And there there are more examples than just the. 2000 stripling warriors of good good Lamanites Samuel Lamanites but they um, we're, we, we, we erase this history so we gotta erase slavery from this country for some reason when all that does is take away from the harrowing experiences of slaves who ran away your guy here Frederick Douglass the runaway slave love him dude. At, so Slavery didn't happen, therefore Frederick Douglass doesn't exist. His experiences don't matter. You guys are all about, sorry, you leftists are all about, ah, you're just taking away from my experience if you think that this country is the least country, the least racist country in the world. Okay, well, if you try and erase slavery, or, or then, you're, then you're taking away Frederick Douglass's experiences from him. Okay? Sure. Slavery made that man what he is and right yeah and and provided him the means to become mm-hmm. something truly great sure that is sure. not taught well enough in schools by any metric he was 100%. A, a magnificent speaker and the most photographed man in the 18th century and back to our favorite most boring book our second favorite most boring book alexander Solzhenitsyn in the gulag archipelago says I, he was in prison for I, at least 10 years. I think it was more. But he said, thank goodness for this prison experience. It changed me. It made me into the man that I am today. I was a, he wasn't a great guy. He was a, he was a captain or something in the, in the Red Army before that. 
and he lied. You know, he didn't he didn't recognize the value of truth until he he got into the gulag and started hearing people's stories and he realized, oh, and it made him a better person. So should so should the Soviet Union or so should Russia do away with that history and take away his experiences? Or should they remember, ah, we probably shouldn't do this again, but here's what it created, you know? Yeah. And same with slavery. We, we do away with these historical statues. That's just the beginning. They're going to try and erase the rest of the history. And yeah, so therefore the Book of Mormon is true, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually, I, I like what you're saying. I want to take that one step further. Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about, he has this list of books that he thinks everybody on earth should read. And the Gulag Archipelago is one of them. But he, he defines what it means for something to be canonical or, or a part of a canon. Mm-hmm. And it, it is based on the number of books that are based on it. Or, or, or the number of people that are influenced and affected by it. So he would say that the the Gulag Archipelago is canonical for, for Russian history and, and a very important piece of literature, especially if somebody thinks that communism works. It's a perfect mm. piece for that. But, like Rocky said, he, uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, I cannot pronounce Solzhenitsyn. It. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he discovered in the Gulag the importance of truth and that truth was the only real power. And then he shares that in the pages of his books. Jordan Peterson reads his books and discovers the importance of truth. Mm-hmm. And now Jordan Peterson, the, I want to say famed psychologist. I don't know how famous he actually is, but he, he has two or three million regular followers. He's famous, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and every time he talks, he hits that idea so hard. Truth, truth, truth. You need to be speaking truth. You need to be truthful in your mind and and the way that you live everything you do needs to be about the truth because the truth is the only real power well he got that from the gulag archipelago he 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 discovered that idea from the gulag archipelago and it changed his life and now he is changing lives currently it's this domino effect and the book of mormon is the same exact way oh yeah for sure the the book of mormon has affected millions and millions of lives 15 million members of the church currently Mm-hmm. That's not counting the other people and growing. It, it, it grows every day because the Book of Mormon absolutely changes lives. Yep. It absolutely it, it is, is canonical in that respect that it changes lives and, and brings people closer to God. 100%. So, so yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, this case for the Book of Mormon, I've only read a quarter of it, and it's it's greatly affected my my point of view of the, of the Book of Mormon. And I, like I've said before, the Book of Mormon, not my anchor. It's a lot of people's anchor in this church. That they struggle with other things, but their, their testimony of the Book of Mormon, what gets them through, and that's not me. My anchor is the temple. What's happened to me in the temple is my anchor for this church. The, the anchor that makes me give the benefit of the doubt for things that irritate me, which is everyone should have. If there's not stuff about the church that you belong to that bothers you, you should probably look at it look at the way you're looking at the church but I um, I'm 
this book has, has caused my, my testimony to grow greatly. And I do know I do know the church is true and that the Book of Mormon is a is a true book written by um, prophets in the ancient world, in the ancient American world. And yeah, I say these things in Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Do you have anything you wanted to talk about as far as Book of Mormon goes? Nothing comes to mind. Okay. I think I've got one more thing I'd like to talk about real quick and then Sweet. we can close out and call it a short one this week. Pepper will be so excited. We're so excited. Unless I get really worked up and then it might be that short. Sure. We'll see. Because this is something I'm, I'm super passionate about this. I super enjoy this. But I, I wanted to focus in on the source for the Book of Mormon. Because there's really, like we talked about earlier, there's really only two options. Um, and, and, and we got to be honest about it. One of the options is it came from where Joseph Smith said it did. It came from God the Father and was received by Revelation um, and, and was translated by Revelation. That's one option. The other option is Joseph Smith was deceived by the devil and um, was, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. Basically, it was revealed to him by the devil and, and sure. he received dark revelations that, that led to the, the writing of the Book of Mormon. Yeah. And, and we have to confront that, honestly, from, from what we've talked about so far, that is a possibility because we, we already know that Joe Smith couldn't have written it on his own. He just simply wasn't educated enough. No, not that he wasn't intelligent, but he wasn't educated enough by any means and by any metric to write it on his own. The book itself is too complex uh, and too difficult for him to have done on his own. So it came from one of those two sources. And, and, and at first that's alarming until you realize that if Satan was behind it, that plan failed so badly mm -hmm. because it has caused hundreds of millions of people, probably not hundreds of millions at this point, but eventually it will have caused hundreds of millions. Um, it has caused millions of people to turn their lives around, to focus on building strong families to focus on being truthful in their actions um, to focus on becoming better people those aren't things that satan is all about he's those that's not his goal he's not like oh i bet i can make these people super honest yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's see if i can bring these people closer to jesus my arch enemy yeah, yeah that's not his thing <laughs> he's not super super big on that yeah and, and I've heard people say, oh, well, Satan does want that because he wants you to believe in the wrong Jesus. No, that's not, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Just because there are some things that are different about the, the way we believe in Jesus does not make him different. He's still the God of the Old Testament. He's still the Savior of the New Testament. And, and he's, he's the God of the Book of Mormon. And, and he's the God that we worship today. And he's our living, living Lord and Savior. And, and we believe that just like all other Christians believe that. Yeah. Except for the Book of Mormon part. They really have a hard time with <laughs> But the point is that Satan could not have had any hand in the Book of Mormon because it's done too much good since then. And the things that Satan touches become corrupted. The, the things that Satan are a part of are designed to corrupt the souls of men. Yeah. And not save them. 
Yeah, there's there the the church has brought far too much beauty in this world for Satan to be behind it for sure. Yeah. I mean, the temples alone. Um you know, Satan doesn't want us to be uplifted in our architecture, you know. Um he doesn't want property values to go up. Yeah, and he's <laughs> that that's that's a really yeah. simplistic way of looking at it, but that's true. He doesn't want property values to go up. He would rather we all die in poverty and temples raise property values. Yep. Rocky's experienced that firsthand. Sure. So, yeah, 100% that there's no way. I mean, just the the good that this book has done, the good that this book that this book continues to do. And not just bringing people to the Savior and saving their souls and teaching them about uh, exaltation, but um, what it's like thirty million dollars a year the church gives away and something like that. Yeah, you know, and my I'm proud to say my tithing, my fast offerings go to that. You know, um, I I I think we've talked about my brother-in-law being super upset about the church having thirty billion dollars in the bank. It's hundred billion dollars in the bank. I was told thirty billion. I don't know. That's what he said. That that was what the that was what that most recent scandal with mm. the whistleblower revealed was so, a hundred billion dollars. I'm like, good, you know, we're trying to build the kingdom of God on earth. Let's do it. It's not you know they're they're giving it away. I mean, and building temples. I like temples. I want more of them. So let's keep those coming. You know, and they're saving it up for a time when. They need it, and guess what they were able to do when this pandemic hit? Provide COVID-19 relief to countries throughout the world, and they dipped into that, Yeah. those funds for that. So how dare they have 30 or $100 billion in the bank? But no, I'm all about it. I can't think of any other organization on the planet that I would rather have $30 billion. The U.S. government would do a lot more with that money. Yeah, yeah they would. So what, you know... Look, all these people are paying their tithing, being hoodwinked into paying their tithing, some would say, but it only goes towards good things. Show me a bad thing that the church has done with my money. You can't. There's not a bad thing. You can't. <laughs> you can't. And people would point to, well, City Creek, they built City Creek. So it beautified downtown Salt Lake. It brought it brings visitors to downtown. It makes it so that people coming to the temple in Salt Lake have amenities. You know, I mean, there's there's it, the 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 mall in City Creek is not a bad thing for society. And all those people are all about government bailouts. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's all. That's yeah. all it was. But it was a privately funded bailout. And it employs people that didn't it, involve yeah. the government. And, and it. It provides economic relief in, in Salt Lake City. It, it, it boosts the economy in Salt Lake City. Yep. So, you can't show me a bad thing that the church has done, and you can try if you want, but I bet you lose that argument. And if not, it's because you're blind. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I'm right. I'm right. I agree with me. Oh, who could have guessed that one? Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? But, yeah, I guess <clears throat> this gets me worked up. Oh, here we go. This gets me worked up. I think we'll just, we'll close out. I want to double down, bear testimony with Rocky that okay. I know the Book of Mormon is true. Um, it, it's done too much good in the world, and it has done too much good in my life. 
and it is it is the cornerstone of my testimony for sure it is for sure the building block of my testimony um and it's because it took me so long to get it i i struggled for a lot of years to uh for the for the book of mormon to really be true in my life because it was just something that i did it was just a part it, it it's always been a part of my life my parents were very good about making sure that the book of mormon was a part of our lives growing up um, and I'm sure Rocky would agree with that. They were very diligent about 100%. it. 100%. And a part of that meant that I didn't recognize what a good thing it was until much later in life. I lived a great childhood. I lived a great, I lived great teenage years. I really enjoyed growing up. But the Book of Mormon was not the uh, a, a huge and important part in the way that I acted and the way that I lived my life. Uh, it was... A big part of my life because my parents made it that way um, and so for a long time it it just it it wasn't that important for me uh, but as I got older I spent a lot of time reading it probably six years reading it uh, before I really got to a point where it became important uh, and then I had the opportunity to go on a mission and defend the Book of Mormon and if you have ever had the opportunity to defend the Book of Mormon that's when it really starts to matter because people are intent on tearing it down. Uh, and that's an act of wickedness. Tearing down such an important and, and powerful spiritual book is an act of wickedness. Uh, and I had the opportunity to defend that. And that changed who I was. That changed me and changed the importance of the book in my life. Because I began to realize people legitimately hate it. For some reason, people legitimately hate it. And it's because people legitimately hate the truth and are afraid of the truth, and are threatened by the truth, and the Book of Mormon is the truth. And I will defend it till the day I die. I believe the Book of Mormon to be true. I know that it was translated by the power of God, and I know that Joseph Smith was a prophet. I don't know a lot of things. I know those four, though. I know, I know those three, or however many it was, because they change my life every day, and they are that important in my life. I'm going to say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I like it. Well done. Thank you. Anything else? I just, I just think that it gives you a new respect for this country when you know why it came to be. And if you're not a Latter-day Saint, join the church and find out why this country came to be. We should, uh, we should just start a reading list for the podcast. <laughs> uh, Here, read, read a quarter of this book. <laughs> oh, we got to send on the other one, too. Pilgrim Hypothesis, the Lincoln Hypothesis, the Washington Hypothesis, yeah. Timothy Ballard. Yeah. Shout out Timothy Ballard. Yeah. <laughs> he talks about why this country came to be. Yep. So, yeah, the Washington Hypothesis. Says, hypothesis. Which one are you reading right now? The Washington Hypothesis. Right now? It's a two-year project for me, bro. You're, you're a slow reader, bro. It's not that I'm a slow reader as much as I just give up at times and then go back. You know they have, have to audiobook. have to start over. I'll have to maybe do that. Audiobooks are a cheat in a good way. Yeah, I, I'm a cheater. <laughs> it's like for a cheater code. So. <laughs> oh yeah. So you take the video again. Yeah, well, let's let's wrap it up. Thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry, it's been so long since our last one, but we're doubling down we will be here every week from now on so we're doubling down yeah indeed all righty folks you have a great y'all have a great week and god bless